listening to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast, where we feature everyday rebel women just like you, who are taking charge of their life and creating a path to financial freedom by building a business online. I'm your host, Eden Freed, and it's time to build your empire. Hello, everyone. My name is Eden Freed. Welcome back to the Rebel Boss Ladies podcast. Wow, it has been so long since I have published an episode and recorded an episode. It feels kind of crazy to be behind the microphone again, but I am absolutely stoked to be recording this particular episode for you. We're going to be talking about the May 2020 Rebel Boss Summit launch debrief. I'm going to give you all the numbers, going to break down everything for you, and it's going to be good, but I don't Oh my gosh, this is just so crazy to be behind the mic again. Um, yeah, it's been a long time since I published an episode because as you guys know, I was pregnant and guess what I had the baby in February I think I talked a little while on the show about how I was planning a 90 day three month maternity leave well I never ever ever would have guessed that in the middle of that um, a global pandemic would strike and oh my gosh (laughs) like what has even been happening in the world so yeah I was really great um, with my maternity leave I had planned everything I'm going to be publishing an episode all about that specifically. So if you're interested in how I did that and all the pieces that kind of went into making that happen, stay tuned. But yeah, I mean, I had everything all set for the maternity leave, but I had no idea that a pandemic would hit. And then obviously I, we were locked down in quarantine and it was impossible for me to hire a babysitter. So all the plans that I had to kind of go back to work after the three three months just went into the garbage and I was just left with basically trying to figure out how to be a full-time mom with a new baby, dealing with postpartum hormones, all that stuff. So all the plans I had to get back to publishing the podcast, um, recording new episodes, like I couldn't because I didn't have anyone to take care of the baby. I didn't have anyone to help with anything. So yeah, I mean, the podcast kind of got put on a hold there. Hit that pause button, but it's okay because we are back. I have somewhat regular childcare now, um, twice a week, and so I'm trying to use this baby free time to get as much content out there for you guys as possible. So let's dive in to what you came here for, the launch debrief, the Rebel Boss Summit behind the scenes. So as you all know, I am the founder and host for the Rebel Boss Summit. We started this event back in 2019, which kind of feels like forever ago now because 2020 is just a I don't even know how to describe what 2020 is, but (laughs) nothing normal. So yeah, 2019, eternity ago, um, we hosted the first summit in February of 2019. The second summit, I believe, honestly, I think it was October of 20, maybe it was August, maybe it was, I don't remember. It was sometime towards the end of 2019. Both of those summits went really, really well. I think they both both made about $16,000. And then the 2020 summit was kind of like, I don't know what it's going to be because usually I host the summit in February, right? And um, I was due with my son February 2nd. So right off the bat, I had no idea what the summit was going to be going into it, when we would even host it. So it was kind of all like a big giant question mark and I was super nervous because I was having a baby, obviously. So lots of changing dynamics, um, life events that 
it, it was just causing me a lot of stress especially because I love the summit so much and I, I just really wanted to do it again I always want to do it again so yeah let me let me talk about everything that went into that so first of all the date of the summit um, had to change because I couldn't host it in February three weeks after I had a newborn so I needed to move it I contacted my really good friend Krista Miller who is a summit genius she is the owner um, of Summit in a Box. If you aren't familiar with Krista, highly recommend that you follow her and stalk her and just consume like every little bit of information that you can from her because she truly is remarkable and her Instagram also is just full of um, tons of information about summits that are free for you. So go check her out. That She is Summit in a Box on Instagram. Anyway, so I, I asked my friend Krista when I found out I was pregnant. I was like, Krista, I'm not even telling anyone I'm pregnant. You're like the only one that knows. <laughs> not the only one, but you know what I mean. Um, and I'm just like nervous because I'm having a baby and I usually host my summit in February, but my baby's due in February. What do I do? And she replied like almost instantly and was like, girl, calm down. <laughs> First of all, congratulations. And then she told me to just enjoy this time and also to um, not plan the summit at all within the time frame of me being in that first like they call it the fourth trimester right those like the first three months after the baby's born so I was a little bit bummed when I got her advice because I literally listened to everything that Krista says and she was telling me to do something I didn't really want to do I didn't want to wait that long to host the summit but let me just cut to the chase here and tell you thank goodness I listened to Krista because she everything that she says is so accurate um, and I ended up deciding to host the summit at the end of May so that gave me February, all of February, March, and April to just be in baby land. And then May would be the promo period and obviously hosting the summit itself that last or third last week, third week of May. So the second last week of the month. Um, yeah, and such such good advice because if I hadn't listened to her, I would have been hosting the summit like in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, obviously it was still a pandemic in May, but I would have been hosting it like right when the world was just shutting down at least here in the states so yeah i mean there was silver linings to listening to krista even without like she didn't know there was going to be a pandemic so that wasn't the reason for her advice but it just it all worked out really perfectly um i will say that even though i did plan to host the summit more four months after i had the baby um there was still work that had to be done during my maternity leave so i wasn't a hundred percent off the hook with that but that being said i knew what i had to do i knew what i what i was getting into and um luckily i have um my amazing teammate alana my uh, virtual assistant who was 100% laser focused on the summit on my team helping make it happen I really couldn't have done it without her so yeah I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about her role and how we did everything and configured everything later on but I just kind of wanted to tell you right off the bat um, how we chose the timing of the summit and um, yeah okay so let me get into the numbers all that good stuff so another thing um, you know what, let me talk to you about the results and then I'll tell you all the other details because that's what you want to know. You want to know the numbers. Okay, so we had over 4,000 registrants uh, sign up for the summit. So when they sign up, it's free, right? The, the summit itself doesn't cost anything. If you want to purchase an upgrade, you are welcome to, but it's not required. You can attend the summit for free. All the videos are free for 24 hours per day. So there's four days of the summit. Um, day one videos will expire after 24 hours. Day two will expire after 24 hours and so on and so forth. 
So you can totally attend for free. We had 4,000 people opt for that, uh, which was amazing and higher than we've ever had before. So the first summit we had over 3,000. Um, the second summit we had just shy of 3,000, so like 2,800-ish. And then this summit we had over 4,000 people register, which was I mean, amazing. And I think maybe something that had to do with the fact that we had so many registrants was really the topic of the summit was very much in line with what people in the world needed. So um, pandemic was going on, people were losing their jobs or not able to work. And then they everybody just suddenly realized how unstable, like the t something like this can totally just snatch the rug out from under them and shake their entire world. So people were like, crap, I mean, my job can be taken away in an instant. I need something else. I need some kind of security. And obviously creating and selling digital products is something that can offer stability. It's an alternative source of revenue, which is always safe for people. So I think it was just really timely and that that really contributed to the fact that we had an increase in our registrants. And it also obviously could have been just because we had our speakers promoting, and I'll talk about that a little bit later on. Okay, so there were two product options. So immediately after someone signs up for the free ticket to the Rebel Boss Summit, they are taken to a Tripwire page, and it's called a Tripwire because it's a limited time offer. You can only choose it for 20 minutes. So after 20 minutes from you signing up, that page disappears, goes away forever. It's locked down and you won't be able to find it. Find it. You can purchase the all access pass somewhere else if you want to, but it will be more expensive. Okay, so this is a tripwire um, product in terms of pricing. The product is available elsewhere at a higher price. So we had two product options. Number one, the all access pass, and number two is called the product power pack. And I'm going to tell you what's included in each of these options. So the all access pass is essentially exactly what it sounds like. You get all access to the summit materials for life, okay? So that means that instead of having videos expire every single day after 24 hours, you get lifetime access to all of the videos in addition to detailed notes for every presentation, MP3 downloads for every presentation, um, the slide decks for presentations, all of that stuff is included for you when you purchase the basic all access pass. The product power pack includes everything that the all access pass includes, but it also includes additional resources. So in addition to all access pass, you're going to have access to tons of bonus content that total to over $2,500 worth of value. So this is a series of courses and ebooks and printables and templates and other sorts of downloads that were contributed by our speakers. So speakers elected to contribute one of their paid products, so you can't get it for free, one of their paid products to our product power pack bundle. And if you purchase the product power pack, you're going to get the all access pass plus access to all of these other courses you also were given an entry to win our daily giveaway so we had over $2,500 worth of prizes that were drawn over the course of the four days and when you purchased the product power pack you were automatically entered every single day into our daily giveaway you also had access to three live panels with experts. Some of the experts were speakers, some of them were not speakers at the summit, but just experts in their space. And this was an additional $297 value. Okay, so the pricing for this as a tripwire was $47.97, okay? So that was pretty amazing because, <laughs> I mean, I, I should tell you, I'm gonna tell you the story around how we decided on the pricing in a little bit after I tell you about the numbers, but. 
I'll just give you the heads up that it worked really well. Okay, so let's talk about the numbers. Um, the number of people that purchased the all access pass, so the basic $47 as a tripwire, 108 people. So we made um, $5,064 um, in the tripwire format. And um, there was also an order bump. So for 19 additional dollars, you get access to a previous Rebel Boss Summit's videos. So a lot of people chose to, not a lot, but there was a, a certain number of people that chose to add that to their order. So that generated an additional $551 from the order bump. So 29 people of the 108 people that purchased the All Access Pass as a tripwire also chose to add the order bump. The product power pack as a tripwire had 159 customers um, and we made $15,326 from that. And we also had 61 of those people purchase the order bump. Um, so that was $1,140 in sales in addition to that $15,000. So pretty good, right? Pretty significant. Um, I'm gonna break some like conversion rates and stuff down for you in a little bit, but I'm gonna keep plowing through these through these numbers. So obviously, you only had a limited limited time to get these as the tripwire, but then we did sell them separately elsewhere. So the all access pass regular not tripwire had 44 sales, generating $3,617, and there were 17 order bumps on that for an additional $304. And then the product power pack, regular, not tripwire, had 39 customers generating $6,236 with 44 customers choosing to add the order bump, um, which was an additional $380. The total number here, we made $30,243 from the products themselves. So from the all access pass and from the product power pack, and we made $2,375 from the order bumps, generating a total of $32,618 from the Rebel Boss Summit in May of 2020. So wow, because if you guys remember, just a few minutes ago I was telling you that our last summits, each of them generated $16,000. So to literally double that revenue was, in the middle of a pandemic, by the way, was so unbelievable like I can't even I can't even tell you how I was feeling I was like what is going on <laughs> all right so let me tell you a little bit about our expenses I uh, had a virtual assistant Alana um, I paid her about $1,100 and I also had notes taken so um, every presentation had notes for each of them so if you didn't want to listen to the presentation you had notes already written out for you that was $250 I paid $600 for Facebook retargeting ads I'll talk about that a little bit later um, I paid for proof source which was $30 and that's that little thing that gives you notifications on the sales page when someone buys um, Chatango was our chat software that was $99 um, Zoom I up Upgraded to the webinar features for Zoom for that month, so that was $40. Um, $10,500 for affiliate commissions. Speaker gifts were about $300. Um, and then we had about $1,000 go to the Coronavirus Relief Fund, that was our, um, our donor contributions. So $13,919 worth of expenses, which means we had $18,699 worth of profit, which was absolutely insane. I don't know, because 
I think I was just feeling like this was all so crazy and unbelievable because we made more in profit than we did in any of our previous summits. Um, like our previous summit in the latter half of 2019 made $16,000 total, like not profit, that was just total. And then we made over $18,000 in just profit from this summit right after I had a baby in the middle of a global pandemic when I had like no childcare or anything. So it was just, it was really a remarkable experience. And I am, I'm really glad obviously that it turned out this way, relieved that it turned out this way and just super excited about the fact that this summit continuously gets better and better and better every single time I run it. Let me tell you some takeaways here. Um, so something that I think is really interesting is kind of drilling down and looking at the order bumps. I am a big fan of trying to figure out how can we increase conversion rates? How can we get more people to make a purchase decision and buy and also increase the value of every single purchase? Which is why I have an order bump um, attached to every single potential purchase. So the order bump is that flashing box that says, hey, add this to your order, it's just $19. And it's already on the checkout page. So when people are looking at the order bump, they've already decided they're gonna buy the product, they're filling out their information, and then they click on, you know, they click to add that to their order. So um, of the product power pack purchasers, so this was the more expensive tripwire that cost $97 or or higher, right? So 97 is the tripwire, or it was, you know, 147, 127, et cetera, as time went on. so 53% of the people who purchased that product power pack purchased the order bump. So they added the order bump to their offer. And then of the people who purchased their regular all access pass, 30% of them added the order bump. And I thought this was really interesting because the regular all access pass was $47 um, or higher, right? Like it, it did continue to go to increase. It went to 77 and higher after that um, if you didn't purchase it as a tripwire. But I just thought it was interesting that the product that was less expensive fewer people, 30% of those people added the order bump, whereas the more expensive product, 53% of the people added the order bump. So I think this this just goes to show that there are some people who are, they only want to spend a small amount of money and they are unwilling to go any higher. Um, and then some of the people who are just willing to spend more money will continuously spend more money. Like they will add more and more to their purchase. Um, so really interesting for you to kind of mull over that. So we had 350 total customers. 56% of our buyers chose the product power pack, so the more expensive option. 43% chose the basic all access pass. And 43% of everybody, of all of our buyers, added the order bump. So if you are wondering, should you add an order bump? My answer is 100% you should add an order order bump. Don't even think about it, like just do it. Figure out what you can do that makes sense, add it to your checkout page, make it happen because that was over $2,000 worth of um, like worth of sales, right? That was over $2,000. That covered a lot of our expenses. That covered like most of our expenses besides the affiliate commission. So um, yeah, definitely do it. Like you're totally leaving a lot of money on the table if you don't. Um, I also wanted to kind of break down the numbers during the summit. So a lot of people purchase before a summit happens or they purchase like when they're signing up. And so this time I wanted to really break down how many 
people are actually purchasing while the summit is happening. Um, is it, because I honestly hadn't ever done this math before. I never really thought about it. Like sales are sales. So I didn't analyze did people buy before or during the summit. So these are the numbers for the people that bought before the summit. For the Tripwire All Access Pass, 13 people ordered. Um, that was $611 worth of this, um, the ticket and then $57 of order bumps. Um, 14 people purchased the product power pack, so $1,358 with $152 in addition to that for the order bump. And then not as a tripwire, so just like the regular all access pass and product power pack, 19 people chose the all access pass, totaling to $1,843 and $190 worth of the order bump. And then seven customers chose to add the product power pack, so that was $1,379 and $95 in addition to that for the order bump. So what does this tell me? This tells me that um, not a lot of people are purchasing <laughs> during the actual event itself. 17.4% of our sales happened during the summit. Uh, so a vast majority of our sales happened before the summit even kicks off. So this really just goes to show you that like the work happens before the summit, the major results will happen before the summit. Yes, you'll make some sales during the summit, but um, not as much, right? Like that's not really the time to shine. The time to shine is before. That being said, because the product um, prices will increase, you do have more opportunity to make more money with fewer customers. So obviously, I you shouldn't just shut down sales when the event is happening. Just know that that's not when the majority of your sales are going to come in. So there were... Um, $5,191 worth of sales of the actual tickets, $494 worth of order bumps. Um, so $5,685 was earned during the summit itself. And again, that's 17.4%. Our overall summit conversion rate, um, this means the number of people who signed up for the summit versus the number of people who bought, 8.75% of the people who signed up for the summit decided to purchase something, okay? So they either purchased the all-access pass or the product power pack. Um, you know, typically industry standard rate is one to 7%, um, so to have above 7% is really great. My previous summits were around this as well. I will say that I think that if it wasn't a pandemic, this would have been higher. Um, that being said, I'm pleased with it. You, you know, conversion rates are um, temperamental, right? There's only so much that you can do. And I do believe I did everything in my power to communicate the value of the products and increase urgency and really just close in on that sale, um, which just, you know, speaks for itself. The results speak for themselves. That being said, of course, I would like that to be higher. And hopefully next time I do this, it will be a little bit higher. But 8.75% is nothing to laugh about. Like that's a decent conversion rate and I'm really happy for it. Okay, um, let me see, what else do I wanna to talk to you about? I think I covered everything in terms of the numbers and results. So let's go in and talk about some details here. Let's talk about some things that really, really matter. So affiliate management, um, I have this listed as something I really, really wanna talk about um, because as a summit host, if you don't have a really solid affiliate management strategy, then you are going to fail. 
<laughs> um, your speakers are essentially your launch team. You, When you're running a summit, a summit is technically a product, it's an event. Um, and so you are launching and your speakers are your launch team. They are your VIP affiliates. And without them, your launch fails, the summit fails, everything just goes to waste and it's terrible. It's an awful feeling. So as the summit host, you wanna make sure that you put 110% of your energy into supporting your speakers, really treating them like the VIPs that they are and giving them every opportunity to succeed. So at this point, I'm gonna go in and literally tell you every single thing that I do um, with the hope that you will glean some insight and learn how to, how to do this well for your people too. So the very first thing that I do is I have a speaker onboarding process. I'll talk about that a little bit later, but in that speaker onboarding process, our speakers are invited and not invited, they are guided to sign up for the affiliate program. Now, after they sign up for the affiliate program, um, I go in and Alana, my my um, virtual assistant, goes in and she we double and triple check that every affiliate, every speaker is signed up correctly for the affiliate program. Then what we do is we go in and we manually add their affiliate links from Thrivecart into a ConvertKit custom field. This is actually, it seems like a stupid step and like why would I even do that? But it comes in handy because because I'm using ConvertKit to send emails to my speakers, um, I am able to, in every single email, include their unique affiliate link. I don't know about you, but when I'm a speaker at an event or an affiliate for any kind of launch, it's very frustrating for me if I cannot easily locate my affiliate link. Like that's my pet peeve, to be completely honest, um, because then I have to go, I have a million accounts to a million different places and I have to now go and find my affiliate link, but first I have to find my login information, <laughs> then I have to go log in and find my affiliate link and it's, I don't know, it's like a whole thing. So I would just rather it be easy, right? Like I'm trying to make this as easy as possible for them because they are, they're, they're basically doing me a favor, right? Like they could be promoting their own stuff, but instead they're promoting the summit. And so they're doing me a favor and I need to treat them like VIPs. I need to give them everything on a silver platter. And part of that is me giving them their affiliate link in every single email that I ever send them. So if you have ConvertKit, it's as easy as creating a custom field and making sure that that custom field is populated in every single email. Um, I go in and I also tag every speaker as a speaker in ConvertKit so that I can regularly communicate with them and, and send an email to this specific tag, um, this specific segment of people. Um, I also make sure that there is a file of resources for affiliates. And you should be doing this for any kind of affiliate promotion and a summit is absolutely no exception to that. So the affiliate resource file includes email swipe copies, social media swipe copy. They include images to promote the summit that are generic and they also include speaker specific images. So images that speaker can, speakers can find their presentation title, their picture, their name, um, totally branded, ready for them to go and share. So that takes a little bit of work up front. As part of our speaker onboarding process, our speakers are sharing what their title for the presentation is going to be. They're sharing their, how to spell their name correctly, and their website, and they're also adding in um, and uploading their headshots. So we have all this information ready to load onto our graphics. Alana takes that and she makes all the graphics and uploads this stuff to our affiliate resource file. 
So all that stuff is just done right off the bat. And I have to shout out, and I'm going to talk about her again um, later on because I'm talking about her all the time when it comes to summits. But Krista Miller is the owner of Summit in a Box. And um, I use a lot of her resources in Summit in a Box to make this process easier. So um, all the graphics and email templates, like all that stuff that go into the affiliate resource file, were provided to me as templates from Krista Miller from Summit in a Box. So she really knows what she's doing and she just makes this so much, like so much easier. Even as a repeat Summit host, like there's, there's really nothing greater than having templates to use over and over again. So at that point, all the basic stuff is set up. Um, I make it a huge point to regularly communicate with my speakers. So leading up to the summit, I would say about four weeks before the summit is set to kick off, I am emailing my speakers at least once a week, but honestly, more like twice a week. Um, and in every single email, they are able to find their affiliate link. They're able to find the link to log into the affiliate dashboard if they want to. They have a link to access the affiliate resource file. So like those are the big, big, big three things that are always included in every email. And then even more stuff is included um, as we finalize more details. So once we finalize the schedule, every speaker will in their email that's in technically an automated email, um, they have their unique presentation page. So they have the link that they need to go to at the time of their presentation. They also have their unique presentation date and time slot. So, you know, let's say I'm Stacy Jones. I would be able to see that on May 23rd, I am presenting at this specific link at 9 a.m. And I'm able to customize all of this stuff because I'm using ConvertKit custom fields. I, I use the crap out of ConvertKit custom fields. I think they're amazing. And if you're using ConvertKit, highly, highly recommend that you do the same if you wanna be a Summit host or any kind of like affiliate promotion. Because I have all that information in there, I send it in every single email because again, ease, the name of the game is make it easy for your speakers, for your affiliates. Um, because I absolutely hate it when someone sends me an email like, hey, go check that email I sent last Thursday at 9 a.m. It has all the information you need. And then I have to go dig for that. I would rather just every single email that anyone goes to, they will have all of the information that they need. Um, so yeah, I would send them emails and I would... I would honestly keep them posted on everything that's going on. So if we made a decision, I would let them know about the decision. If something is newly updated, I would let them know that. Um, my emails were, I think, exciting. <laughs> Obviously, I am biased, but um, we had a pretty good open rate on all of our emails. And that's another bonus when you're sending emails to your speakers with your email service providers. You can see who's opening your emails and who's clicking on links. And you can see who's not opening emails. And that will like flag something in your mind to be like, oh, hey, I should reach out to Stacy because she has, I see she hasn't opened like any email in the past three weeks. And that's probably a problem. Um, so yeah, I think it's really helpful to send emails out like that. Um, I have been a part of a lot of summits where hosts would just send out like mass emails to their speakers in Gmail. And I don't know, I just, I think there's a better way. If you're already paying for your email service provider, I don't see why you shouldn't be sending out emails through that so that you have some additional data and information to help you support your affiliates. Um, yeah, okay, so... Sorry, I'm looking at my notes here, you guys. <laughs> I got lots of stuff to say, so bear with me as I scan through this and make sure I am telling you everything I need to tell you. 
Um, yeah, so what, what else did I include in those emails? Besides that basic information, I regularly updated on the status of our signups and um, I would, I don't know, I would just like let people know, hey, we had our first 100 signups or hey, we're at over a thousand people register. Like how exciting is that? I used these emails as a way to keep up the energy and just really get our speakers hyped up. Now, here's something I'm gonna tell you. In the past, I used to believe that it was just a fact that some percentage of your speakers for a summit wouldn't promote. And, you know, I would just accept like maybe one or two of them are just not going to promote the summit. That's just the nature of the beast. It's how it works. Well, guess what? I think that that's a load of crap now. I'm revising my prior statements on the matter. I don't believe that to be true anymore. The reason is because this time around, I had more speakers than I've ever had before. Again, I just had a baby and I was super, super busy. And even with everything going on in my personal life, everything going on in the world and everything going on with the summit itself, I had 100% speaker participation in the promotion. Almost every single speaker made some amount of commission through the promotion process. So here's what I believe to be true firmly. I believe that you are the one who failed if you have some of your speakers that didn't promote. (laughs) Maybe that seems like too rough and abrasive, so I apologize if I am ruffling your feathers, but this is my opinion, right? Like, take it with a grain of salt if you must, but I really believe that if some of your speakers didn't promote, that's more on you than it is on them, because you probably fell short somewhere. Maybe you didn't support them in the way they needed to be supported, and maybe you didn't touch base with them enough. Maybe you, like, didn't make things clear. I don't know. It could have been a whole lot of things, but ultimately, it's your responsibility as the summit host to support your people and enable them to do as much as possible. And I really believe that this time around, like our speakers were just so on board with promoting, like they were excited about it. And I think it had to do a lot with the emails and the regular communication I had with them. And I was just being honest and transparent with them. Um, And they were like on my team, right? They're my launch team and they wanted this to be a success. If If it's a success for me, it's a success for them and the other way around is true. So at one point I got nervous because typically in the past our our big signups happened like the week before the summit. So the week before the summit we would have the most number of signups. Well, for some reason this time around, our speakers started promoting like way earlier than they usually would, which was amazing. Like we had a huge volume of signups happen like two weeks before the summit itself. And then I was super nervous that like that was it, right? Like we had hit our peak and everything was downhill from there, but we still had over a week to go before the summit happened. So I actually sent an email out to my launch team, my affiliates, and I was like, hey, um, you guys have been doing amazing so far. I really just want to thank you so much for all the effort you're putting in, but I need your help. Will you go and share an extra time on social media or to your email? Our registration numbers have gone down this week, and I know we can do better, um, and I know we can push this out to as many people as possible. So would you mind doing a little bit extra to get the word out about this event. And almost instantly after that email sent, I had more, like I'm on a lot of my speakers email list. So I would see another email come out. I went on social media and I saw a bunch, I saw a bunch of people tagging me and sharing more things about the summit. 
And it, it just felt really good because I had this team of people that were supporting me. And I think that's because I was supporting them. Like, I think that it's because I was going above and beyond, literally doing my absolute best to give them everything that they needed and more to do their job. Um, and I think that's where a lot of summit hosts fall short. They just they have these expectations of speakers to, to do their part, and they should, right? Um, but I think it's also really, really important to highlight your responsibility as the host to go above and beyond for your people because they are they're going out on a limb for you to promote your event. So the least you could do is just make it stupid simple for them. Okay, um, some other things that I did that I think you should do too. Um, I had an affiliate information hub on my website. It's my speaker information page and it pretty much has an answer to every question you could possibly ask as a speaker. And if ever I received a question that wasn't answered on that page, I would add it. Um, so that page has literally everything, all of the dates, the due dates, um, Honestly, like any any question you could possibly ask, the answer is there. Um, and you guys can go and stock the speaker information page on the rebelbosses.com website if you were interested. Uh, and I actually get a lot of feedback from my speakers that they enjoy the speaker information page, that they appreciated the emails and the updates. And again, I really pride myself on this because they are going out of their way to help you. They don't have to do this for you, but they are. So I try and do my absolute best to just repay them with making this an easy and meaningful experience. Something that I feel like I need to do better at, um, just like I manage my, like I feel like I've managed my speaker affiliate management really well. Like I've mastered that process. It goes super well every time. What I don't do well at is treating my regular affiliates the same way. So I actually have over 100 people who are affiliates signed up to promote the summit. Um, so at some point in the past, they signed up to promote the Rebel Boss Summit. These are not speakers, they're just affiliates. So they're people that of their own accord decided that they wanted to promote the Rebel Boss Summit. What I am not doing, and this is 100% a missed opportunity, is I'm not regularly communicating with those people. So what happens when they sign up is they receive an automated uh, email almost instantly with access information to the affiliate resource file and all that stuff, but I'm not emailing them on a regular basis in the promotional period. And I know I, I could be, and I sh arguably should be, but I haven't. And the reason why I didn't this time around was because I had a limited window of opportunity to work every single day because hello baby <laughs> newborn land is super super crazy um, and I knew that I wanted of the little time I had I needed to decide where is the most opportunity and the most opportunity is always with the speakers themselves they're like the VIP affiliates so if I had to decide spend time with my regular affiliates or my VIP affiliates obviously I'm going to choose the VIP affiliates but in the future I already know I am going to be hiring somebody to manage that part of the affiliate process um, I'm not sure if it's going to be like an actual affiliate manager or a virtual assistant or I don't know what that's going to look like yet, but I know that I'm going to be spending more money and energy on making that happen. And I also can be pitching other affiliates. So just like I pitch speakers, I can be pitching other affiliates um, for me as well. I did this for the last summit, but it really didn't pay off because it was the first time I ran the summit and um it didn't have a name right yet, right? Like no one knew what it was. This time the Rebel Boss Summit has a name. Like if someone speaks at the Rebel Boss Summit, typically I'll go to their website a few weeks later and I'll see that they have the Rebel Boss Virtual Summit logo on their website. Like people are proud to be a speaker and because it has a name for itself now, um, I think I'll have an easier time pitching other affiliates. So that's something that I, I kind of want to dive into again to see if that works. 
And then another thing that I would like to be doing is leveraging my past speaker network. So these are people that are not current speakers, but they spoke in the past, which means they already know the power of the summit and how organized it is and how effective and efficient it is. So um, I'd like to invite those past speakers to just be part of our launch team again, not as a speaker, but as somebody who believes that the Rebel Boss Summit is an event that people should be at. And so hopefully they will take that opportunity to share it with their people. I started to do this this time around, but I kind of had the idea like too late in the game. So I sent one email to my past speakers and I had one person of like the 50 plus people say that they're interested and they did send an email and you know she did earn commissions from it so that was great um but i definitely think that if i do this with more thought <laughs> more forethought i should say that it would be more successful so that's something i'm going to be tackling in the future um facebook and instagram ads want to quickly address this because in the past i had experimented with facebook ads and they did work pretty well i didn't make a ton of money off of them but i made some so i guess if you're not losing money on ads then you're winning because <laughs> facebook ads can be a money pit let me just say it like that um this time around because of time and energy i decided again like i am going to be spending my time and energy on things i know to be successful in facebook and instagram ads it wasn't in the budget for me at the time to hire it out and I did not have the energy or emotional stamina to try and figure it out myself so I ultimately decided I'm only going to be doing retargeting ads that means I'm only creating ads that will be shown to people who signed up for the summit but didn't purchase an upgrade okay so that's a much warmer audience than just cold ads and it worked really well like I had a very significant conversion rate for that and it did earn a lot of money um, I don't have the exact ads breakdown here on how much money I made, but I'll just tell you, I only spent like 30 or $40 a day on these retargeting ads and they did convert really well. I think it had, uh, I don't remember. I don't want to say a number that's completely wrong. Forgot to write it in my notes here, you guys, but that's okay. We're, we're just getting back into the podcast world. So bear with me. If anyone's interested in that breakdown of the Facebook ads, happy to provide that. Okay. Um, summit prep. So I started talking about this a little bit, but because I was um, going to be having a baby in the beginning of February, I wanted to have like my end of the work done a few weeks before February so that I just in case I went into early labor, um, everything would be done. So basically, I started pitching all of my speakers at the end of 2019 before the holiday season, which was like way, way, way earlier than I ever would have pitched speakers, which actually ended up being really great because I didn't have a lot of people say no, mostly because no one ha was committed at that time yet. Like, who reaches out for an event like six months in advance? No one. <laughs> Usually, you like, actually, today I received a pitch for a summit that's happening in like six weeks. And I had to say no because I was already signed up to speak in like three other summits in that time frame. So I was pitching people six months in advance and no one was committed. <laughs> I had one person say no because she was going to be on maternity leave, which obviously I get because I was about to be on maternity leave but mostly everybody said yes so that actually was really great um, my goal was to have our entire speaker lineup pretty much solidified uh, by the time I had the baby and I was successful with that um, after I pitch speakers the rest is automated or um, or tasked to Alana my my teammate so basically I do the process of sourcing my speakers, I send them the invitations, and once they are a yes, I'm in, um, I go over to Asana, 
Asana and Alana rhyme, you guys. <laughs> I'm laughing about it right now. Uh, so I go over to Asana and I tag Alana and I let her know that this speaker said yes, you can start the onboarding process. Um, and then at that point, Alana takes the wheel. Like she does everything else. She makes sure that they complete their questionnaire. Um, she gets all the basic information. She sets everything up in the website from templates that we have. And then literally the only thing I have to do is record introductions for every session with the speakers. And then that's it, like that's all I have to do. Now, let me just say that of course, this is my third summit. So a lot of the processes that are important in running us in, in the smooth sailing of the planning process, um, like everything was created already. I didn't have to reinvent the wheel. Uh, and again, I was part of Summit in a Box and I used a lot of the resources that Krista had created. So everything was done. I was like hands off. I had no idea what was going on. Um, but I, I trusted Alana to make sure everything was great and she gave me regular updates and she was absolutely amazing. So by the time I like logged back into things a few months later, the Summit was ready to go like months before or weeks before we were even opening the ticket sales, which was super cool. Um... Let me just stop and talk a little bit more about Krista because I actually would love to to invite you to something that Krista is doing, but and I don't believe that my launch debrief would really be complete if I didn't pause to talk more about Krista. So I actually um, have known Krista for a long, long time, and even before like she was running summits and I was running summits, but we kind of like lost touch with each other. I had guest posted on her site a while back and then uh, fast forward a few years. <laughs> this is a long time ago now. And I bumped into Krista again talking about summits and it was crazy because I was thinking of running a summit and she was talking about her experience having run a successful summit. And that's kind of how we reconnected. And I just at that point like latched onto Krista and learned everything I possibly could from her. So she was the reason why I ended up deciding to run my first summit when I did, how I did. It was all thanks to her. And then I continued to run summits and I relied on her a lot for every single summit I run. I basically am always in touch with Krista about something. So because I love Krista so much and I really believe in everything that she does, I wanted to point you to some resources that Krista offers totally for free that can help you learn um, how to host a virtual summit and also help you take legitimate action steps to getting your virtual summit off the ground. So the first one is um, a workshop, how to host a virtual summit that sells like crazy with the strategies that Krista uses. So it is the three-part framework to triple your monthly revenue with a virtual summit while building your email list for free. And once you sign up for that, you're gonna get to watch it immediately. So um, this is a workshop that is recorded that you can watch um, immediately when you sign up for it. Highly, highly, highly recommend attending. Um, it's not one of those random webinars. Like this is something where you are gonna be taking notes while you're listening to Krista talk. She's that good. So go ahead and watch that. I'm gonna be dropping the link to that in the show notes. Um, but you can head to that link also at edenfreed.com forward slash summit and that will take you to the registration page 
for that workshop. You can also um, learn from Krista through a challenge, an on-demand challenge, which I think is amazing. So this is gonna help you actually take action steps to start your summit that sells. So stop dreaming about growing your visibility and income and, in and impact, and actually start taking action to plan and strategize and launch your profitable online summit. It is a five-day challenge. Once you sign up, the first day of the challenge will be instantly delivered to your inbox, which I think is super fun and you'll be able to start implementing what you learn really, really quickly. Krista is super hands-on, and like I said, anything that you can learn from Krista, you should. Like, be a sponge when Krista's in the room because there's just so many amazing uh, pieces of knowledge that she just she's just so generous with. So go ahead to that. I'm going to drop the link to that in the show notes as well, but that link is going to be edenfreed.com forward slash summit dash challenge edenfree.com forward slash summit dash challenge all those links will be in the show notes those are two ways that you can learn from krista totally for free about launching your virtual summit starting today all right everyone thanks for tuning in next time on rebel boss ladies i'm taking you behind the scenes of my maternity leave what worked well and what totally and completely flopped this episode is perfect for anyone who's planning maternity leave or a long period away from their business. Stay tuned for that. For now, I'm your host, Eden Freed. Keep kicking ass, keep putting in the work, and most importantly, keep showing up. We'll see you next time.